In the Word on the Go is brought to you by New Growth Press, the publisher helping every person grow closer to Christ. As a parent, I'm always looking for more ways to bring biblical counsel and help into my family. So we really love the beautifully illustrated Good News for Little Hearts series. I like how these books help even kids ages 3 to 8 learn to address common emotions and issues like anxiety, anger, failure, temptation, loss, all with the hope of Jesus. I hope you'll get some and see for yourself. Find your next read to encourage you in your faith and learn more about new releases at newgrowthpress.com. This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm your host, Champ Thornton. Whether you're listening by yourself or with the family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today, I get to welcome Ian Duggan. Ian received his PhD at the University of Cambridge in 1992 and his seminary degree at Westminster Theological Seminary in 1989. He's the author of several commentaries that you might find helpful in your daily time in the Word, including ones on Ezekiel, Esther and Ruth, Daniel, and the Song of Songs. I want to also tell you about a fabulous 10-week small group study that he's just released on the book of Jonah called Jonah, Grace for Sinners and Saints. I was looking through this just recently, and it is a treasure. Ian is a professor of Old Testament at Westminster Theological Seminary just outside of Philadelphia. He and his wife, Barbara, have been married for over 30 years and have six adult children. And Ian, I am glad to welcome you to the podcast today. Thank you. It's great to be on. Well, I am sure that we are going to talk about something from the book of Jonah, and I am looking forward to hearing which verse from the book of Jonah that you want to talk about today. Uh, I like to talk about Jonah 2.9. But I, this is Jonah speaking, with the voice of thanksgiving will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. So this is right in the middle of the book of Jonah. Could you set some context for us? What has preceded this? Where do we find Jonah when this verse comes out of his mouth? Right. So there, there are four chapters in the book of Jonah. The first chapter essentially is when Jonah uh, receives a commission from the Lord to go to Nineveh, the capital city of one of the most violent nations of the earth at that point, uh, and uh, preach to them. And like any good prophet, when he hears the word of the Lord, he gets up and goes. <laughs> Unfortunately, he goes in the wrong direction. <laughs> right. To Joppa, gets a boat out in the Mediterranean towards Tarshish, which is, as I said, the opposite direction from uh, Nineveh. There, uh, the Lord throws this great storm upon the sea, and uh, the sailors, having tried and failed to row back to land, end up tossing Jonah overboard. The sailors then uh, uh, give uh, sacrifices and uh, vows to the Lord, uh, and uh, Jonah, meanwhile, is picked up by a great fish, which takes him along the way of his, his journey. Uh, chapter 2 is the... The prayer that Jonah prays while he's in the the belly of the fish, the chapter ends with him being uh, vomited out by the the great fish. And then chapter three, we're back to the beginning. The Lord calls Jonah again, and this time he goes to Nineveh, Mm -hmm. uh, preaches possibly the worst evangelistic message ever proclaimed. (laughs) Uh, Forty days in Nineveh will be turned upside down. Mm. And uh, remarkably, Nineveh repents. Mm which is not what Jonah wanted to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the Lord relents from bringing judgment upon Nineveh, and Jonah sits sulking uh, to the east of the city, uh, hoping against hope that judgment will still come. And then the Lord, there's a final interaction between the Lord 
and Jonah, in which the, the Lord interacts with Jonah about his anger and says, do you do well to be angry? And Jonah says, you better believe I do well to be angry, <laughs> which takes quite a bit of chutzpah to say that to the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the Lord leaves us and Jonah with a question. Uh, you had compassion over this plant that grew up to give you shade and, and that I then judged. Uh, should I not have compassion upon Nineveh? Hmm. And uh, we're left with this contrast between Jonah, the self-righteous prophet, who's still angry that the Lord will not uh, do what he wants, uh, and the Lord, who is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in covenant faithfulness, forgiving transgression, iniquity, and wickedness, not just to Israel, but to those who are outside us. But it seems like Jonah acknowledges that in the verse you read earlier, Jonah 2, 9, that salvation belongs to the Lord. So does Jonah have in his mind something different than what the Lord does in verse 9 of chapter 2? Or what's going on in that verse? That's the great question, isn't it? This is what's so fascinating about the book of Jonah. We, we all skip over chapter 2. I mean, if your knowledge of the Old Testament is limited to veggie tales, uh, you, you never get <laughs> this piece. And uh, yeah, the question is, what, what is happening in Jonah's heart here? What, what's happening outwardly is that he's praying a wonderful prayer that sounds a lot like the Psalms. And the reason it sounds a lot like the Psalms is because piece of it, pieces of it are actually lifted straight from the Psalms. Mm, that's right. For example, verse 3 I think, is uh, taken straight from Psalm 42.7, your breakers and your billows swept over me. Mm. And it's an acknowledgement psalm. Normally you pray an acknowledgement psalm after the Lord has delivered you. And yet here Jonah is still in the belly of the fish. It all sounds wonderful and spiritual, but if you read it carefully, there's no notice of repentance or penitence anywhere. Hmm. Jonah is not sorry. He makes it sound as if the whole adventure with the boat and the stormy sea and getting rescued by the fish was an accident that happened while he was on his way to do what the Lord told him to do, rather than being the Lord's judgment on him while he's running away. Hmm. Jonah still sees himself as the righteous one. Hmm. The preceding verse says, those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. But it's clear that Jonah doesn't think that he's in that category. Wow. Uh, even though he's been running away from God. He, he thinks that of, of the pagan sailors, perhaps, in that category, even though they have already offered sacrifice to the Lord at the end of chapter 1. That's the context in which Jonah makes this wonderful statement, salvation belongs to the Lord, which I, I don't think at this point he has a clue what it means. Hmm. He thinks salvation belongs to the Lord means that the Lord is certainly free to save Israelite sinners. Uh, it's not clear that he thinks that he's part of that category yet. Maybe even foreigners who make a journey to Jerusalem, but absolutely not the Assyrians. You know, they're too bad. They're beyond the reach of God's salvation. And not himself, because he doesn't really need the Lord's salvation. He's a circumcised descendant of Abraham. He's a prophet. Why would he need saving? But the, the message of the book of Jonah is that self-righteous prophets need God's chesed, his steadfast, forgiving love, every bit as much as the pagan outsiders do. Mm. You know, we see the Lord being surprisingly patient with his reluctant prophet. Uh, in the book of Kings, there's a prophet who's told to go and deliver a judgment oracle uh, and when he does not follow the precise terms the Lord gives him, a lion comes along and kills him. You know, there's, there's no guarantee when Jonah gets swallowed by the fish that that has a good outcome for him. Mm. And yet the Lord is gracious with him. The Lord is going to rescue him and not only rescue him, but the Lord is still patient with him. And when the Lord says to Jonah, do you do well to be angry? And Jonah says, yeah, you better believe it. I mean, the audacity of that. And yet the Lord doesn't strike him dead. He continues to reason with him. 
So I can see now, this is why you had as a subtitle for your Bible study on Jonah, grace for sinners and saints, because probably Jonah would consider himself not in the sinner category, but certainly in the saint category. Right. Yeah, the, the remarkable thing about the book of Jonah is that when a prophet comes and preaches to them, they repent. And yet the prophets come and preach to Israel over and over and over again, and they do not repent. So how has the Lord used this verse in particular in your life in a meaningful way? Yeah, well, it really, it's really convicting, should be really convicting for those of us who are pastors uh, or Bible study leaders who, who are professionals handling the Word of God, because it's so easy for us to spout correct theology and our hearts to be utterly distant from the Lord. Uh, and that's what Jonah's doing here. He's, he's saying everything he says is true and right and beautiful, but it isn't touching his heart. Uh, it's all on the outside. Well, Ian, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. What a great summary of the entire book of Jonah. And it really makes me want to go and use your new study on Jonah with a small group here in my church. So thank you so much for whetting the appetite today. Would you take a moment and just pray this verse for all of us today? Sure. Heavenly Father, we thank you that salvation is of the Lord. If it were of us, we would never have been saved. Uh, and uh, we would not have the same grace and mercy towards outsiders that you have. Lord, we pray that that would give us great boldness as we share the good news with others around us, to know that you are able to reach the Ninevites, and you're able to reach our hard hearts too. Lord, we confess that we are often hard-hearted, we are often proud, we often think we know better than you. Forgive us for that, Lord, and help us to see the world with your heart, with your eyes, with your compassion and uh, proclaim that good news to those around us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. This episode is brought to you by New Growth Press, which aims to bring gospel-centered resources to every church and home. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.